Ethan Suplee is an actor whose credits include American History X, Remember the Titans, John Q, The Wolf of Wall Street. He is a regular in Kevin Smith's films. He's got a new film coming out on June 23rd. It's actually a theatrical release first, which is a rarity these days. Eventually will be available on digital. It's called God is a Bullet. It is a messed up film, but a really good film too, based on Boston Tehran's best-selling novel of the same name. Great cast, Nikolai Coaster-Waldo from Game of Thrones fame, Micah Monroe, Jamie Foxx, Jonathan Tucker, and yes, Ethan too. And he's nice enough to join me right now to talk about that and a little bit more. Ethan, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? I'm good, Trey. Thanks for talking to me. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. You uh, obviously have a story that's become well-known over time on top of people uh, loving watching you in film. So uh, there was a, a no-brainer for me. And I have to admit to you that I'm actually on vacation. So recording this a couple days before it ends up hitting the air uh, in Oregon right now, taking the family out to the Oregon wilderness. We're on the Oregon coast. So uh, I set all of that up, I guess, to ask you, do you have any summer vacation plans this year before we get into the film? You know, listen, I love the where I was in Oregon this year. The coast is amazing. I yeah. think it's got some of the most unique coastline ever with those giant rocks coming out of the water. Um, so I'm envious of you. I'm in New York. It's hot and humid. Uh <laughs> Uh, I do have summer plans. I've actually been to a wedding already in Europe and I have to go to another wedding in Europe. And I'm, you know, I think it's just that um, COVID pushed everything back for some people who had been planning on getting married in 2020. And so now I find myself with three European weddings this year, and that has taken up my entire summer. Well, look, I understand that that can be a bit consuming, but I'm not going to feel too much sympathy for you having to go over to Europe for weddings. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I guess it's it's a it's a good problem to have. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm feeling very sympathetic for myself because I like to go to Europe when it's on my own, you know, my own timeline. And this is the first wedding was very easy and wonderful, and I had a lot of advance notice. And then the the next one. I, I, you know, they just gave me like three months notice, which I think is like not etiquette wise the right thing to do. No, I think that's them trying to limit the number of people who show up to their wedding. That's a, yeah. that's a bit of a ploy there. Well, there are certainly no weddings in God is a Bullet, quite the opposite. This oh. is uh, a messed up film, but a really good film at the same time. And that includes uh, includes a really good cast. So how did you initially get involved with God is a Bullet, Ethan? Well, Nick Cassavetes, the director, is one of my closest friends. And um, there, you know, I go back 25 years or, or even more with Nick. He and he'll get these ideas to turn a, a book into a movie. The first one that we had ever talked about was a, a book called Going After Cacciato, which is an incredible book and such a wild adventure. And and then, you know, sometimes like I, I did a movie with Edward Norton uh, based on a book, and that also took him 20 years to make. So he was thinking about doing Motherless Brooklyn right after we finished America. This is just context for how turning a book into a movie can be complicated sometimes um took took edward norton 20 years to make uh motherless brooklyn it took nick i think 15 to figure out god as a bullet wow. and 
and just get all the pieces in place, you know, get the script to where it needs to be, get the financing there, get the cast that you want. But he had talked to me about playing gutter many, many years ago. And then for me, you know, with movies and acting and stuff, um, Nick is a guy I take very seriously, but you'll often hear about somebody going like, I really want to do X, Y, and Z. And I want you to play some role in this. And until you're on set and shooting it, it's kind of a pipe dream because there's a lot of people that want to make a lot of movies and it, it becomes very complicated to make them. Um, so I first heard about God as a bullet many years ago. And, uh, and I'm just thrilled that Nick finally got to make it. Yeah. So for those who are unaware, a, a very brief summary is that uh, a detective uh, comes to his ex-wife and daughter's place because he's not getting an answer and finds the uh, ex murdered and the daughter nowhere to be found. She's been taken by this psychopathic cult who has a penchant for kidnapping uh, young pretty girls. And Ethan plays uh, one of the more violent of these psychopaths, not that any are peaceful. Um, uh, do you have fun playing a role like that? That's obviously a pretty great departure from uh, who you actually are as a person. There, there is a similarity, I guess, in a small way to your American History X character. But this guy was uh, was definitely next level from that point, too. Yeah, you know, there uh, for even for Seth in American History X, I I wanted there to be some humanity because I do think that the average person, even if um, our morals are completely divergent, don't think of themselves as evil. Hmm. They don't. They, they think they're doing the right thing, or they they're uh, adhering to their code, or whatever it is. In God Is a Bullet, this guy's code is to be evil. Like so, there was no. It was actually a bit of a, a, it took a bit of effort to actually remove humanity from him because you, you want to be realistic and you want to have, um, uh, you want to show that a person who's, you know, I, I mean, it gets complicated because I don't like the character of Seth in American History X. I don't want to hang out with guys like that. I, you know, I don't think they bring anything interesting to the table. And yet when portraying them, I want to make it real. And I don't think those guys are necessarily all walking around going, I am the Lord of darkness and I, you know, and I'm doing evil to the world. So you got to bring some humanity, but with gutter in God is a bullet. He literally is walking around going, I am the Lord of darkness. I want to do evil to the, you know what I mean? Like he is, he wants to be evil. He wants to strip himself of humanity. So it was really interesting from that perspective to go like how do i how do i do this justice how do i play this honestly but also like there isn't a lot of humanity there you know he's also tatted up to the gills uh just what was that uh makeup process like i'm assuming they stayed on at a certain point but uh to initially get all those things on there that had to have been pretty intensive yeah they the the makeup there the makeup department was incredible yeah. and and you know there was like kind of an assembly line you'd go in and you'd go in to work a couple hours early and you'd basically whatever portions of your body were going to be seen that day you'd kind of stand with those portions exposed and they would get like five people would get to work on you applying these tattoos and there was definitely an attempt and and it worked a few times to keep them on 
for certain sequences, but the the amount of touch-ups that had to be done every day because of that was almost as rigorous as getting them put on. So, you know, the only thing you saved by keeping them on was that they didn't have to take them off fully at night, which also took hours to do. Yeah. So when you looked at yourself in the mirror, all tatted up, did you feel a little bit more badass then? hundred percent. Yeah. I felt, you know, it was one of those things like some, there's some schools of acting where you step into the character's clothing and you, you start to emulate the character a little bit more. And, and that was like an extension of his wardrobe basically. So I mentioned uh, just how kick-ass this cast is. Nikolai Coaster, Waldo, of course, from Game of Thrones. Uh, Mike Monroe does a phenomenal job. Jamie Foxx plays a, a completely crazy character. You, but uh, maybe an underdog in terms of the cast list is a guy that I've loved uh, going back to his kingdom days. Jonathan Tucker. Oh, God. A hell of a character actor. I know y'all shared some scenes. Uh, just just how much fun was that, Ethan? I love Jonathan Tucker. Um I think I love him more today than I did back then because I've really gotten to know him since then. Um, consummate professional, uh, t total optimist, like just a great, great guy, wonderful energy to be around and such a great actor. I was a huge fan of his going back to Sneakers, um, which was one of his first movies, I believe. And and he didn't let me down and he hasn't let me down since then. He's become a good friend of mine. He He is really far out uh you mentioned that this film was based on a book and it took uh 15 did you say 15 or 20 years to adapt i know the ed norton film was the uh, the other timeline yeah i believe this took over 10 i might have said 15 that could be slightly exaggerated but i know for sure it was over 10 years that he spent adapting it and getting it ready and, and finding financing so in speaking with actors about making films that are adapted from books or, or a couple of different schools of thought, interestingly, I would assume that you would read the book before you make a film based on the book. But some don't feel that way. They think that they uh, it may potentially taint uh, what you're trying to do on screen. How do you feel about that? And uh, if you did read uh, God is a Bullet, uh, is it one of your all time favorite novels? Um. You know, I'm a, a father of four girls and now a grandfather of a of a girl. So I have four daughters and a granddaughter. That's... And I don't know that I could deal with uh, reading a book of this subject matter. So I did not read it. And and, you know, even doing some of the scenes I had to do were were really tough for me. Um, but but we made it through. And and mm -hmm. and I think the movie's really good. And um I'm really glad I did it, but, but I don't know that I could, you know, I think books can get in your head a little bit more. And I was not, I was not really totally prepared to do that. No, I completely understand. I read a lot of books for the uh, podcast that this conversation will ultimately end up on. And at one point I was reading a true crime where a guy had uh, had an affair and then literally murdered his wife and, and young kids. And I had to stop reading it because I've got Nathan six year old right now. Like, it was a well-written book. Like it was an incredible story, but it literally made me sick to my stomach to even start down the road of learning some of those grisly details, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think with, with books, you get all the nuance and all the minute details where, where a movie is being presented to you as this happens. And, and it's, it's also can be very troubling, but um, I don't know something about the books where they get in my head in, in more detail. 
Yeah, I uh, get you there. All right, last question now, Ethan. You mentioned a uh, third European vacation to go to another wedding, uh, but that you like to be on your own time. If you're are they really vacations when you're going when you're going on somebody else's itinerary? Is it really a vacation? I feel like it's almost more of an obligation than a vacation. So you're right about that, but I think there is, I think it can also be relative. The gray area with that, because it is pretty black and white, I would say, but if it's somebody that you're really close with and it's a badass place that y'all are going, well, you will have some free time to explore. Then at that point, I think it's more acceptable. The person who invited you three months ago, like you had no obligation to go. Maybe there is a closeness there. So you're like, yeah, I'll do that. But my question for you, Ethan, is if you are left to your own devices and you get to go anywhere in Europe to spend, let's say, 10 days to two weeks, where are you headed and why? When? What time of year? I think this is critical. Is it oh, summer? Too. Interesting. So uh, summer, the south of France or... Um, you know, Sardinia is awesome. Some of those islands are amazing. Um, if that, if it was the summer, that's what I, that, that would be ideal. And, you know, kind of any other time, I, I really like Paris a lot. I've, my wife, uh, spent some years there working as a teenager and, um, and so has a lot of friends and, and we have a, a very high love for Paris and, and that would be where we go. My Some of my kids are fluent in French and so I have built-in translators with them. <laughs> that makes it nice. It's uh, much less annoying than that, uh, that Google earpiece that you're supposed to wear nowadays. Yeah. He is Ethan Suplee, uh, part of a, a really good cast for God is a Bullet. It actually comes out in theaters first on June 23rd. will be available on demand at some point after that. But this is a twisted film, but also a really good one, too. And uh, Ethan is a big reason for that. Ethan, thank you so much for the time today, man. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Trey. Me, too. Thanks to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. Thanks to you for hanging out. For more of the show and to connect on social media, visit BooksOnPod.com. I'll talk to you next time on Books on Pod.